0: You are listening to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast, a Burning Hallows production. We are your hosts, Kitty and Alora. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to hit the follow or subscribe button to receive notifications of future episodes. We invite you to check out our sister podcast, Mamir's Well, where we explore the macabre and taboo within the witchcraft community. Get your Burning Hallows podcast gear in our new merch shop logo, and witchy phrase designs that we pull directly from our shows and put onto gear. You can also show your support for us over on Patreon while grabbing exclusive content and unheard footage. Also, don't forget to pay a visit to Alora's website at alorareign.com to grab a tarot reading, numerology, and soul origin profile. And now on to the show. On our first episode of the Astrology Series, we learned the anatomy of a Western natal chart. Join us in this astrology series episode as we travel further into astrology space to explore what the planets, houses, and signs mean. We'll be gliding on the rings of Saturn harder than a Capricorn's work ethic, so grab your cuppa and settle in. That was pretty good. I like that. Did
1: you like that? (laughs) For those of you who know Capricorn, (laughs) you know what I mean.
0: (laughs) Well, yes, I am a double cap, not sun sign, but anyway.
1: I know, but that's why I put it in there.
0: (laughs) Ah, okay. I like it. I like it. So before we get into it, is there a particular planet sign or house you're looking forward to exploring in a little more depth than what you already know?
1: Astrology is one of those things that I'm excited anytime I sit down to really dig into it because it's like it's like tarot in a way where you can study it your whole life and you will not know everything. Mm. So you're always learning something new. Oh yeah. Um, and as far as planets and signs and houses and all of that goes well, I'm just excited to get your perspective, I think, on some of these.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. I will do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm high you? level, you know, like I, I get the gist of it. I get the, the high level of it. But this is going to be a learning experience for me as well. Woohoo! Yes. So are we going to start with the houses?
1: Yes, I think we should start with the houses. And before we do, if. You are a patron over on Patreon for our well divers. There are Book of Shadows pages that are fillable for this episode. So if you have access to a computer, now would be a good time to grab those. Also, the infographic is on our social media as well.
0: The crystal pushers don't have access to the BOS pages. Crystal pushers and well divers will have access to the BOS page to go along with this. Correct. Correct. So, you know, let's raise the roof on these houses. (laughs) Thank you, 90s. Take us to house number one.
1: Okay, so house one. This is where you will find your ascendant sign. It is also the house of identity, right? Mm. The ruling planet of house one is Mars. Interesting. Which rules the sign of Aries. So, Mm -hmm. In a natal chart before you input any dates or anything like that, it will always start Aries. It'll go in the order of the Zodiac. Oh, okay. Modes. So we talked about modes in our last episode, Mm -hmm. cardinal fixed, and mutable. Yes. And Aries is a cardinal sign. So this is a leadership sign, right? Mm -hmm. So things that... Are symbolized by house one or themes in life, areas of life. This is the self, the identity, the mask, the appearance. And when I say appearance, I'm also talking actual physical appearance. Yeah. um, Because you can actually get physical traits from the ascendant. Perception, self-awareness, self-image, physical body. Hmm. Okay. Right. So, so the theme of house one is I am, and depending on what planets and aspects and all of that stuff happen in house one, will also affect things like your self-image, how you feel about your appearance, mm. whether you know what I mean? Like, oh
0: yeah, I'm dealing with this with a teenager at the moment. So yeah.
1: Ooh, it might behoove you. Behoove. Mm. I love
0: that
1: word, but, um, check out what aspects she's got going on to her first house.
0: <clears throat> I think that's a brilliant idea, but I'm going to say that all teenagers.
1: Well, yes, <laughs> I know like, it's part of teen, what have you, but if, uh, you find that, if you find that it gets worse during certain times yeah, or
0: agreed, yes.
1: And also your daughter's a Pisces, isn't she?
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. yep.
1: You no, know it's a Pisces full
0: moon. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I thought so it was Aquarius for some reason. I don't know why. No. Hmm. So we are swimming in the emotions. <laughs> at ah, the moment. This is all making sense now. Yes. Yes. Okay. She's a swimmer. Okay. <laughs> I love you, by the way, daughter, if you ever listen to this. All right. So we're we moving on to house number two. Mm hmm. Okay. House number two is the House of Resources. Mm. The ruling planet of the House of Resources is Venus, interestingly.
1: Oh, yeah, because Venus is all about beauty and luxury, baby.
0: The ruling Mm. sign is Taurus. Oh, yeah. My husband's a (laughs) Taurus. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We've had this, we've had a little bit of this conversation too. Okay, the mode we were talking about before mutable, cardinal, fixed. The mode in the second house is fixed,
1: right? And so it does not like change, right? exactly.
0: Yes, right. They will fight you with their freaking bull hooves. Is that what a Taurus is? A bull,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: before they change. And the meaning and symbolism behind this house is money, wealth, material possessions, acquisition finances, self-worth, and value. Wow. This is just right on the money.
1: (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One thing I will say about house two here is a lot of people focus with house two on the monetary aspect of house Mm two, which yes, it can show you how you can make money, like Mm -hmm. what your best path or course of action may be to doing that. However, house two is also a lot about what you value, right? So it depends, like, like I said before, it depends on planets, aspects, all that stuff, what you got, what what you've got in house two, but how you value things, what you value Mm -hmm. will also show through here. If you have low self-value, that will show through here. So, and when I say value, I mean, things you value in life, whether it means that you value a good work ethic or a good sense of humor or family, uh, family. Yeah, Yeah. those, all those things are included here. Yeah,
0: I I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's good stuff. Cause I Mm -hmm. feel like you could hear this and say, oh, that means the Taurus is all about money. And while a lot of them are very much like financially driven, they could also have other values as well. Mm. That are just as important. Yes. Okay. I agree. So, so take us to uh, uh, Trace. House, house three. House number three.
1: Okay. So house three is the house of communication. Our ruling planet here is Mercury. No. In the <laughs> sign of
0: Gemini. Oh, oh, right.
1: <laughs> in the sign of Gemini. Mm-hmm. So- Gemini is also a mutable energy. Most definitely. So it's, change- it's changeable, right?
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the symbolism and meaning behind House Three or the areas of life that it really draws upon include your thoughts, your communication, your immediate environment. And that doesn't necessarily mean home environment. It just means, you know, whatever environment you're in at at
0: the time. So workplace or transportation, all that. Right. Transportation is also
1: here as well. Oh, crap. Sorry. Siblings, short travels, Mm. details
0: and knowledge. My bad. I meant as in when I said transportation, I was I was really saying like your environment, like let's say you or on the the bus to work, or, you know, whatever. That's what I meant.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that
0: makes sense, though, too. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I know that we're saying ruling sign, and I have heard both that ruling sign is not the right thing to say, and then I've heard people say it is the right thing to say, so we're just going to use ruling sign because I don't know another Another way to put that.
0: Listen, we're not, this isn't the like Bible, right? Like, mm. and even if it was, but anyway, people can make up their own minds. If they don't like it, then they uh, don't like it. They
1: can come up well, with something this, else. Well, this is another way that I kind of relate astrology to tarot as well, because, you know, 10 different people can look at a specific card and get 10 different
0: meanings out of it. Of course. Absolutely. Right. Okay, house four. Okay. This is the IC. What does that mean? <laughs>
1: okay, so this is where <laughs> this is where the IC falls. So this is the MM coli, I believe is how you say that. Uh, and it is the opposite of the midheaven or MC.
0: Okay. Got it, it. Sounds like a disease, but yes, it's not. Well, it's we're gonna, gonna like go over
1: that. We're gonna go over the IC and the MC later.
0: Okay, got it. So no, we'll get. Okay, we're we're gonna get there, people. How house number four is also known as the house of roots. Yeah, I feel like we need to play a song by the Roots as we say this. <laughs> <laughs> the ruling planet is the Moon. Yes, mm. we know it's not a planet, but just roll with it here. Heavenly body. Planetary body. Yeah, exactly. A ruling sign is cancer. Mm. And the mode is cardinal.
1: Right. So we got that leadership there.
0: Mm, okay. Good to know. Really? Hmm. Cancers I know are not, but okay, guys, that doesn't mean everyone is not a leader. <laughs> I said that and I'm like, oh, well, I better well, backtrack that.
1: <laughs> okay. Let me put this a different way. A uh, motivator, initiator, Dep- it, but it also depends on, so you're thinking motivator, initiator, leader in an outside capacity, like in an extroverted capacity. But let me tell you, cancers, they are motivators and initiators when it comes to their own home.
0: You can guarantee that. Oh, that's true. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree with that.
1: Okay. Anyhow.
0: Okay. As far as the symbolism, as we're calling it tonight, otherwise known as symbolism. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Childhood environment, home, Mm -hmm. family, roots, parents, foundations, and emotions related to all of these things I'm assuming.
1: Right. So you can definitely from house four, get a feel of like if you had a rough childhood, if you Mm -hmm. come from a divorced family, if you had, you know, leave it to beaver situation going on. Um, I need or- to look
0: into all these houses for myself.
1: <laughs> well, let me just tell you that my fourth house is in Scorpio. <laughs> and ah, Saturn yeah.
0: in it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be looking that up like after this. My grandmother is a cancer though. And she is definitely like a homemaker. She's, we call her the child whisperer. mm. With baby whisperer whisperer because she's always just been like best with kids you know (laughs) like yeah adults she's like she'll just there's no filter but with the kids she's awesome you know (laughs) interesting but anyway
1: okay so now we journey over to house five this is the house of joy it is ruled by the sun and the sign of leo which is also another fixed sign, right? But this is where we see creativity, children, fertility. Mm -hmm. We can actually predict fertility with this house. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not an exact science, of course, but there are ways to predict fertility from this house. Uh, Hobbies and recreation, uh, dating and romance. So, Dating and romance, and then partnership and marriage, two separate houses. Uh, huh. teach, huh? I said, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I mean, you can tell like what type of outings and adventures and dates that you like to go on from house five, okay. but then you can see from house seven, like who your actual ideal partner would be. Okay, uh, where was I? Oh, yes, teaching any teaching, any sports and how you express yourself lies here. Express
0: yourself.
1: Madonna is not in house five. Okay.
0: (laughs) Dang it. (sighs) She's in the house of Vogue. (laughs) Lord. Okay.
1: Do you need some more wine to go with that cheese?
0: Uh, yeah. It's been a rough week. I say that like every time. You're like, how many glasses do wine? want you? Anyway, whatever. People could think I'm a lush. Don't judge me. <laughs> house number six. <laughs> oh, ironically, this is the house of wellness. Mm. Okay. The ruling planet is Mercury Ceres.
1: Okay. Hold on. So the traditional ruler ruling planet is Mercury. Okay. But the, but the modern planetary ruler is Ceres Ceres is an asteroid
0: my friend oh my god I feel like I I'm just I need to learn more about being up in space because I don't know much
1: (laughs) so here's the thing though like I'm a Virgo which is the ruling sign of this house okay you should have done this house
0: then you should have
1: no no, no no I'm just making a comment about the planetary rulers I don't personally identify with Ceres as the ruler of Virgo because I'm way too cerebral, personally. You know what I mean? Like, Ceres is more, um, how do I explain Ceres?
0: Well, uh, but cerebral is a part of that word. Kind Ceres
1: of. is the asteroid that basically tells you how you nurture other people and how you like to be nurtured. Hmm. And I don't identify with that as a Virgo.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. But,
1: but mm-hmm. this I mean, it's not up to me. I'm just saying from a personal perspective, I'm like Mercury all the way. <laughs> okay.
0: I believe you. Hey. Tradition,
1: traditional rulers. But on the other hand, some of these other ones, the modern rulers make more sense.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel. Okay. Um, the uh, mode of this is mutable. If you haven't figured that out already, (laughs) (laughs) the symbolism, interestingly, is health, nutrition, day-to-day life, exercise, service to others, crisis response, and legacy. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think the day-to-day life is really important in house six as well, because a lot of people look at house six and just think like exercise, nutrition, wellness, but- it actually is also like your day-to-day habits and routines.
0: Yeah. It's, well, that's kind of a part of taking care of yourself, but I feel like legacy is also wellness and mm. you're taking care of yourself through others, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. totally. But you can definitely, depending on the planets and the sign here for house six, Mm-hmm. You can definitely tell if somebody needs order, structure, all of, all of those things, or if they're more, you know, uh, what's the word?
0: Disorganized, relaxed, disorganized, <laughs> um, less uptight, <laughs> so laid back. Yeah, there you go, mellow. Okay, mellow. okay, this might be a really not a smart question, but I'm going to ask it. The houses, if mm-hmm. you are a total like beginner to this, we're saying these houses are ruled by certain planets and signs, right? Yes. But does that mean that your, let's say house number six could be in a different sign?
1: Yes. Okay. So what we're talking about here.
0: Mm-hmm. Is
1: a standard Western chart before you input any data, as far as your birth time, date, location, right? Okay. So if we if we had no information at all and we're just looking at a natal chart wheel, mm-hmm. which is a blank one. Right. This is what we would see. Okay. Got it. Okay. Right. Okay. Got now, now. I, yeah, I will say that. How do I explain this? Okay. So for instance, my ascendant is Leo, which is ruled by the sun, right? So that's on my natal chart, but the actual ruler of that house is still Aries ruled by Mars. But what house is that? Hold on.
0: First house. Your ascendant house. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is like the foundation, the basis of of it. But you will have maybe different I say you, I mean people in general, you're going to have different oh, like yes. signs in each house. I got you. Okay.
1: Yes, yes. But all I'm saying is is that even when your natal chart changes to be personalized to you, mm-hmm. right? These what we're talking about here the standard ruling planet sign, etc., will still come into play because it can make your, it can enhance a house for you, or it can create some tension as well. Got gotcha. you. Yep. 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 Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Some of this stuff is so hard to explain.
0: Like, well, it's extremely words. complex. It really <laughs> is. It's very complex. Okay. House okay. seven. Yeah. Take us to seventh heaven. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. House seven. Do you remember that that show back in the day? Yes, I do. Jessica Biel. Y'all. Yeah.
1: Okay. So house seven is where we find what we call the descendant. So you have an ascendant. This is the descendant, which we'll talk about later.
0: Oh, why uh, did I not all- know this existed?
1: Learning new things. things. This is the house of partnership. So it is ruled by Venus and the sign Libra. Yes. Venus rules two different signs, both Libra and Taurus. Of course. What? I said, of
0: course. (laughs) And,
1: And Libra is a cardinal sign. So again, we get that motivating, initiating leadership energy here and the symbolism of this house is relationships so this means like love relationships any one-on-one relationship even um business relationships enemies
0: okay interesting Um, that is descendant
1: yes but we'll talk we're gonna (laughs) talk about that later (laughs) (laughs) okay my bad intimacy Commitment and contracts actually all rest here. So, uh, this is why we see marriage and partnerships, like long term
0: partnerships,
1: rest here um, because it's also the house of contracts. Oh, so. okay. Mm-hmm. Or even buying a house.
0: Okay. All right. What about that last word, though, that you didn't want to say? Say it.
1: What enemies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this, no, definitely. That house seven can also be where you see enemies, like it's your for Arch- enemies.
0: Well, those two. <laughs> <laughs> house eight is the oh, the house of transformation. How appropriate. Mm. Yeah, the ruling planet is Mars, but I guess in modern times, modern views, it's Pluto. Hmm.
1: Okay. And I think I agree with this one. Okay. Because? Because Pluto is uh, the planet of creation and destruction.
0: Mm. Interesting. Mars okay.
1: Mars is a planet of war, but I think Pluto right. is more
0: appropriate. Okay. That makes sense. Ruling sign is Scorpio. Mm. Mm-hmm. The mode is fixed duh um <laughs> <laughs> the symbolism behind this house is change, healing, crisis, endings, death, sex, wills, oh my God, we were just talking about this uh, weird occultism, <laughs> intuition, magic, mysticism, and loss. wow, yeah,
1: right, so.
0: Transformative. say that again i said they're all very transformative things right
1: right and i think with scorpio here as the ruling sign we get that mm-hmm. sense of mystery uh secret secretivism uh that veil almost so these are things that are mysterious like big life questions Mm -hmm. but also things that we absolutely experience
0: yeah Yeah. it might be a house that a lot of people are scared of too as far as transformation and change goes right yes
1: my moon is in house eight and that's (laughs) that can be a tricky placement Mm mm-hmm But we can all see that emotionally I am in love with, you know, occultism, magic, intuition, mysticism, so. Of course. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. Are you going to take us to house nine?
1: Yeah. So house nine is the house of higher mind. This house is ruled by Jupiter and the ruling sign is Sagittarius. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Razor? Sagittarius in the house. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Literally, Sagittarius in the house. <laughs> Literally. Uh, <laughs> it is immutable energy. So House Nine, we see higher education, spirituality, foreign travel, self-evolution, inspiration, expansion, philosophy, like our personal philosophies develop from house nine generally, uh, our understanding of things, journeys we may take, meaning that we derive from our existence, uh, and also our dreams and aspirations. You skipped a
0: really important one for me.
1: Did I? Oh, and publishing. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's okay. Publishing also lives here. So anything that has to do with the mass dispersal of knowledge.
0: Yeah. And wisdom. Yeah. Right on.
1: All I'm trying right.
0: to think of rap songs like, okay, Raise the Roof, In the House. Like, it's just not coming to me like it should be. But anyway. There is a house in your- <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, that's good. But I I want like a, like a hard-hitting well, house, house well, number well, 10. The MC, also known <laughs> as the House of Life Path.
1: Yeah, so the midheaven lives here.
0: Midheaven. Ruling planet is Saturn, and on the ruling sign (laughs) is Capricorn, which is also my moon and ascendant sign. Mm. The mode is cardinal. Right. uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the symbolism is career, social status, honor, reputation, and peak. What does that mean, peak?
1: The peak of your life, essentially. okay.
0: Yeah. So depending
1: on what house system you use, the Midheaven can actually, like in whole house astrology, the Midheaven can actually fall anywhere between house nine and 11. It doesn't, but in uh, Placidus astrology, it always lands in house 10. I really love whole house astrology when reading the Midheaven because it can also tell you like if your Midheaven falls in house nine, for example the peak of your life is going to come earlier.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, I definitely need to look this up. (laughs) Or if it falls in house 11, it could come later.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. We like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you can also tell too, like for, just for an example, like if your moon falls in house nine, there is a deep need for validation through your life path through society okay mm. you know okay. what i mean like it's it's more important right. than usual okay see, we can see a whole bunch of things yeah love it all
0: right house 11
1: the this house of
0: friends a yes the house of friends i'll be there for you <laughs> so so <laughs> Uh This is where Monica and Chandler live. No, I'm kidding. I know. I was just thinking (laughs) I'm totally giving away my millennial freaking elder millennial origins.
1: The ruling planet here is Saturn, the traditional ruling planet. But the modern ruling planet is Uranus. I don't know if I agree with that. I am kind of on the fence with that, but okay. Uh, The ruling sign is Aquarius and it's a fixed energy.
0: But Uranus hasn't ruled anything. Why can't we give it to him?
1: Well, promise <laughs> is very much uh, unpredictable change, right? So, eh, I don't know. I mean, I can see it both ways, I guess.
0: You feel like he'd be sad. He has no ruling. He doesn't rule over a house. Uh, the symbolism
1: here for House 11 is community involvement, anything that involves groups or causes, humanitarian interests, also self-realization liberty and the future. Um, Interestingly, this is where my Chiron lives, which if you know anything about Chiron, it's your wounds. (laughs) Mm. So my wounds tend to happen in groups of people, which is why I'm
0: a recluse. (laughs) No, you're not. You get out all the time.
1: Um, We'll go with that. Sure. (laughs) And last but not least,
0: the House of secrets. secrets,
1: which is House 12.
0: Yes. It's ruled by Jupiter, possibly Neptune. We don't know. It just depends. I <laughs> just Well, I ag-
1: yeah. this one I agree with.
0: Which I agree one? That Neptune, Jupiter or that Neptune.
1: No, I agree that Neptune makes more sense here.
0: And the rolling sign is Pisces. Mode is mutable. Mm-hmm. And the symbolism has to do with the hidden self. With your habits, your secrets, mm. the subconscious, mm-hmm. the collective unconscious, which makes sense, um, limitations, self sabotage, escapism, and illumination. Wow. Those are kind of like two polar opposites, I feel like, but yet still one could lead to the other, I guess. Yes. Vice versa.
1: Yes. And I think. One of the most awesome things that I have heard about house 12, which made it make so much more sense for me is especially for people who have planets in the 12th house, which I don't, I think it's the only house in my natal chart that doesn't have anything in it. Um, But for people who have planets here is like whatever that planet is in charge of, it's kind of like there's a veil there. And it's just out of reach. So it's it's kind of tricky to work with the 12th house um, because it is a lot about fears, limitations, um, how you escape things, the side of yourself that you don't let other people see. And even if you don't have anything in this house that affects it, still the sign that rules it says a lot about
0: those things as well. Mm.
1: Okay. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay. When we're talking about planets and astrology, the first planet we're going to speak of is the sun. And Mm. the planetary element is fire, if you haven't figured that out already. So, the meaning behind this specific planet has to do with your ego, your identity, your personality, the self, your maturity vitality as well as stamina and enthusiasm and your will, which I feel like, yeah, they're all kind of wrapped up in the one hot ball of flames. Right. Right. And
1: so whatever your sun sign is, right. Mm-hmm. Wherever the sun falls in your chart, this is where and how you formulate your identity, your personality, et cetera. Yes. All right, the second planet is the moon, and its planetary element is water. It represents your emotions, past lives, childhood, your unconscious or subconscious, and your moods. Oh, Right, so keeping in mind, whatever sign and house these planets fall in will shape your emotions past life. Etc. Yeah. So yeah. so just keep that in mind as we go through these planets here.
0: Interesting. Very good. Okay, Mer- Mercury. Yep, the next one is Mercury. It is uh pl- the planetary element is air and the meaning and symbolism is communication, intellect, reason, analysis, logic, influence and also your learning style.
1: Mm. Mhm. Yeah,
0: because if you get Mercury in, say,
1: Pisces, for example, your learning style is going to be vastly different to somebody who has Mercury in, say, Virgo.
0: Oh, yeah. I could see that for sure. Okay,
1: Venus. Venus planetary element is Earth. And Venus represents love, luxury, beauty, harmony, relationships, art, aesthetic, romance, coming of age, and attraction.
0: Oh, wow. I like this one.
1: (laughs) Most people do. Most people do.
0: Uh, Yeah, I can see why. Why not, right? Okay. How about Mars? So Mars is ruled by fire and the symbolism is sex, aggression, desire, war, action, passion, bravery impulse and drive which again there i feel like people might think there's some polarity and it doesn't make sense but in my opinion it makes sense completely all of those things wrapped into one
1: and mars is one of the two what we call malefics uh oh. within the zodiac or w- well within the planets of the zodiac so wherever mars is and saturn is the other one but wherever those two planets are it's really important to pay attention because they can easily tip the scales in a not good direction Mm. if the energy isn't directed correctly, right? So Mars is great for drive and motivation and initiation and action and all of those things. But if you let desire and aggression and passion go too far, it can be combustible.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. Agreed.
1: Okay, Jupiter. Jupiter is also a fire element and Jupiter represents expansion, luck, abundance, growth, success, and optimism. Mm. Everybody loves Jupiter. Jupiter, even... I was going to say, bit, I know
0: I have that in my chart quite a bit with Sagittarius. And, funny, it yeah. rules
1: Sagittarius. Yeah. So, you know, there's a there's actually a saying about it doesn't matter what a Sagittarius gets themselves into; they come out smelling like roses every time. Oh shit! Okay. And uh, <laughs> my brother is a Sagittarius, and it is true. Let me tell you. It doesn't matter what kind of trouble that boy gets in. In the end, he wins, and I'm just like, what? how What? Why? Like, if that was me, no way. <laughs>
0: Oh, I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I, I feel like I don't always come out smelling like roses, but I'd like to believe that.
1: Oh, I think you do. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think you're definitely somebody that can
0: take lemonades, take lemonades, <laughs> take lemonades and spike them and make them hard lemonades.
1: Uh, I meant to say take lemons
0: and make lemonade. I know. I got you. Take it one step further.
1: But see, I am somebody that takes lemons and just squirts them in people's faces.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My son just sucks the juice out of straight lemons. Saturn and the element is Earth. Yes. And so this has to do with karma, obligation, responsibility, structure, law, duty, limitation, discipline, and ambition. Sounds fascinating.
1: Yes, and right, fun guys. fact, fun fact, the moon and Saturn represent the mm, biological or mother figure. Oh, in a person's life, and Saturn represents the biological or father figure in someone's life. So where these planets fall, oh, you can okay. gauge how somebody views their mother and father. Oh, okay. Mm, that's interesting. It's pre- it's pretty eye-opening.
0: Yeah. I bet, because I'm already like going, oh, like, and I don't even know what. <laughs> <laughs> Got to look. All that I hear up. Is obligation, responsibility, and I'm like, run, run, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like it's like a true Sagittarius.
1: They don't like any of that.
0: <laughs> my motto, it, I don't know if I've said this before on this show, but my husband always laughs about it. My motto is literally, <laughs> if you don't commit, you won't have to quit. Well, there you go. (laughs) Uranus, which you don't want to pronounce correctly. It's Uranus. Whatever.
1: Anyway, (laughs) the planetary element is air and its it's symbolism is rebellion, reformation, eccentricity, unforeseen or unpredictable change, sudden inspiration and creativity.
0: I love that you're being rebellious and saying Uranus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're see, over that. I'm sorry.
1: But see, now that we've talked about Uranus, <laughs> 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 but okay. now that we've talked about it, symbolism and meaning, this is why I'm not so sold about it being the ruler of the house of
0: friends. I don't know. It, I mean, oh. I can see it in ways. I mean, it depends on the friend, right? Yeah.
1: It's like, "Mm, Oh, well, okay. Can we just like use both?
0: (laughs) I think if you're a witch and you have a witch friend, then yes, this definitely makes sense. Right. But otherwise maybe not. Neptune Neptune is okay. The element is water. Yep. And this has to do with our intuition and inspiration. It may have to do with generational issues Dreams, mysticism, our imaginations, which alternatively or to the same point can also have to do with delusions, Mm. also psychic abilities and where most of our creative juices are flowing. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, where we're most creative. Okay. I feel like, well, this is why I feel like Neptune is a better fit for Pisces than Jupiter.
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because
1: Pisces is not necessarily about expansion, but it is definitely about all the things that Neptune stands for as well. Mm. That makes more sense to me. And last but not least, we've got little Pluto.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Whether Pluto is or is not a planet this year, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It may change next year. Pluto is also a water element. And Pluto is representative of evolution, death and rebirth, Mm. waste, also power and transcendence. And this is another reason, you know, reading that, knowing that is why I think Pluto makes more sense for Scorpio in a transformational house.
0: What the hell does waste mean? What does that mean?
1: How we waste things, what we waste. What we devalue, I guess, is a better way to put it, oh, okay,
0: so it's a trash pl- planet, that's what you're telling me. I'm just kidding yeah, <laughs> but also,
1: but also power is another big one here, so you can actually dependent upon like especially in sinistry astrology, so like when you're looking at the likelihood that two people will get along, Pluto and its aspects can tell you if there's going to be a big power struggle between the two of you or things like that. Mm, Got you. Okay. And like we're doing these two as well. These we're going to do the lunar nodes. Okay. The lunar nodes are on an axis. So they're read together generally in a natal chart. Uh, And they are called K2 and Rahu, I believe. Uh, And, So I think we'll start with the North node, but the North node represents our karmic destiny lessons that we need to learn in this life, our soul purpose, our potential and the keys to our happiness. And then that's balanced out with the South node, which is our karmic debt past life lessons that we've brought with us challenges, that we are going to face gifts that we gifts and inherit, like inherited things from past lives that we've brought over as well. So taking from the South node, we get to the North node. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like,
1: like we're on this road and we start with the South node and the destination, the goal, the achievement is to get to the North node. Okay. Yeah. I'm very salty about mine. Okay, because my south, oh, my south node is in Sagittarius and my north node's in Gemini.
0: Well, well, I, mean, I can't, I get it, but I like as a Sagittarius, I actually get along with Gemini's, they drive me crazy, but I get along with them. Mm. Yeah, they're my polar whatever, what do you call it? The polar sign or. Me, uh, directly and, opposite. But anyway,
1: I have one Gemini friend. One. Mm. That's it. Yeah.
0: I've had a, plenty. I have a couple right now.
1: And if you're a Gemini out there, no hate to you. Just just personal <laughs> experience. I, yeah, I, I just to. don't. I but I, but, you know, when you analyze your life at any specific point, it's interesting to look around yourself and see like the main sun signs that surround you. Cause I think, oh yeah.
0: yeah. Cause I definitely think that's cyclical too. I have three parents that are Libras. Mm. Yeah. Do you need balance? <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> okay. Grew up not having any balance. Okay. Um, which is ironic, but anyway. So are we going to talk about the signs next? Are we going to? Yes. Okay. So should I kick it off with Aries? Go for it. Okay. I have a child who's an Aries. Mm. The ruling planet is Mars. Their element is fire, which makes a lot of sense if you know any Aries people. Mm. The meaning and symbolism behind the Aries sign is active leadership, conquest, and bravery They can be very passionate and generous and adventurous, but they can also be impulsive, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad. They can be impatient, naive, but also enterprising or innovative.
1: Yes. Okay, Taurus. Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus, its element is Earth. Taurus, meaning and symbolism, is drive, decisiveness, security, and stability are huge. Hmm. Uh, in Taurus language, possessiveness, they can, they can be quite possessive over their things. Oh, they, hmm. they are extremely loyal. Taurus also represents v- what we value materialism um, and also kindness and stubbornness at the same time.
0: Makes perfect sense. I'm married to one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gemini I have a few Gemini friends. They're ruled by Mercury and the element is air. They can be positive, but they can also be fickle. Very true. There's an element of duality as well as polarity. They can be charming, persuasive, insightful, very witty. They are good orators, and they can also be manipulative. Mm. Yes, all of those things.
1: Moving on to the Cancers. Cancer is ruled by the moon, uh, which is a water... It's a water sign, Mm -hmm. Uh, cancer, symbolism and meaning, family, tradition, roots, intuition, psychic ability, cautiousness, imaginative, caring and nurturing, sensitiveness, prudishness,
0: possessiveness, and emotiveness. Prudishness. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Mm. I'm not a cancer for the record.
1: (laughs) Neither (laughs) am I. Cancer actually rules my 12th house and there's nothing in it.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Leo's are ruled by the sun and they are a fire sign. Concepts here with Leo are pride, but also charity. They can be very noble and there's some grandeur going on. They can also be very dramatic and passionate. There's fortitude, enthusiasm. They're very loyal but they can also be arrogant and a little conceited and they also possess a lot of willfulness. Mm, I have Leo friends too. I like Leos.
1: And I have to say for the majority of people with their astrological sun signs, I feel like there's a maturing process Mm -hmm. through the sign Mm -hmm. as they grow up and get older. Um, You'll see a lot of Leos, for instance, in their teenage years and 20s, who are extremely arrogant and conceited and and those things right but then as they get older that stuff tends to go away if they evolve
0: yeah i have two really close friends uh females that are leos and they're definitely not arrogant or conceited or yeah so that makes sense yeah because
1: i think you know i think that it's so played upon that leos are this way yeah that that people who are Leos who do not exhibit these qualities, but people are like, Well, that doesn't make sense to me. How come you're not this way? And it's like, mm, it doesn't exactly work that way.
0: No, it doesn't.
1: Virgo. Take mm. it. Take it. Save sign. Okay, ruling planet is Mercury, which is an Earth element, which is interesting because Mercury, the sign, Mercury, the planet is an air planet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but Virgo
0: is an earth sign. We're, well, we're not going to overanalyze that right now.
1: No. Anyhow, <laughs> Virgo, symbolism and meaning. So order and analysis, criticism and perfectionism, which uh, people say that Virgos are highly critical of others, but I promise you they are more critical of themselves.
0: <laughs> mhm. Uh,
1: Mm-hmm. They can be meticulous and intellectual. They are hygienic um, and sometimes can lead to germophobia, health conscience, conscious. Um, they have an elegance to them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, modesty, practicality, perception, complexity. They can be fussy and they're also super helpful.
0: Did you remove like all of the bad things from this? Or no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's one funny. thing in here, it's like fussy. Everything else is like, Virgos are amazing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I said critical. What? Where? I don't see that. Critical. It was at the top. Criticism. I did. I said criticism. Okay, fine. I'll give that to you. And Virgos perfection. are pretty awesome, though.
1: And perfectionism. That is like, so that can be awesome. crippling at times.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. I, I like all of your qualities. I'm just going to say that. Oh, you're the best, but my husband would disagree with you. <laughs> Even the fussiness. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, we all, like, it's balance, right? Speaking of balance, let's talk about Libras. Because I was raised by, like, three of them, and there was no balance. So I don't see how this makes any sense for them, but we're gonna go, we're we're gonna talk about it. So Libras are ruled by Venus. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Element of air. And the concepts here, personality traits, what have you, involve idealism, social skill. They can be very charming. Yes, for sure. Very charming. But they can also be careless and egotistical. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Laziness, (laughs) flakiness, yes diplomacy, which is true. There's also justice, fairness, and balance.
1: Okay. So I will say that for the Libras that I know and have known and have talked to in depth with uh, regarding astrology, et cetera, balance for Libras is something that they strive their entire lives to achieve. And Mm. most of them are by default out of balance.
0: Makes sense. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To it's me. like they, they struggle with the scales, like balancing the scales. Right. But it's like their
1: life goal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or one yeah.
1: of them. Scorpio's ruling planet is Mars and Scorpio is a water sign. Well, Mar- hmm. I don't know if it, that goes by modern ruler or traditional ruler, but whatever. We'll go with Mars. Uh, the symbolism and meaning here for Scorpio Cunning, capriciousness, poeticism, religiousness, Hmm. perseverance, violence, mysteriousness, intuitive, insightful, suspiciousness, obsessiveness, can be arrogant, extremely complicated, I would say, very unique, and very much individualist.
0: I dated a Scorpio once, but I don't feel like he was half of those things. But I would like to see his full chart. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. 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 And I mean, the themes and symbolism that we're talking about, you know, not all of those things are going to show through. Oh, Uh, no, no. Mm -mm. And also, that's why reading a natal chart, you have to read the whole natal chart. You can't just go by, well... I'm a, this sun sign. So this is how I am. It doesn't work like that. (laughs)
0: Right. Right.
1: It's a very oversimplification.
0: Truth. Yes.
1: All right. You got the next one, girl.
0: Okay. Yep. 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 Otherwise known as Sagittarius. Hmm. My sun sign. Woo. 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 -woo. Ruled by Jupiter, which we've said, and the element is fire. And so, as far as Sagittarius goes, we have concepts of being nomadic, um, idealistic. There is spiritual and moral law that comes into play. There's wandering. Uh, Also, Sagittarian can be a uh, Sagittarius, excuse me, can be a protector. Mm. There's also tourism and travel involved. Yes. Which, by the way, I think this is hilarious because. You and I are both like big into traveling, obviously. Hmm. And someone literally said to me one time, I've never known a Sagittarius to be into traveling. And I was like, well, then I don't know what's going on with the people you're meeting. (laughs) But I don't know. That's one of my main like passions in life, as is yours. And I'm sure it's with other signs. But I feel like to say that Sagittarians in general or Sagittarius doesn't rule travel is it's just kind of silly. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So also the liberal arts, wounded enthusiasm. Hmm. Mm. That hits home, and I don't know if I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> opportunities, and uh, they can be, they they can be a rash, or they get rashes. What does that mean exactly? Rash.
1: They can make rash decisions.
0: Okay. Got you. Okay. They can be a, rash decisions, not necessarily a skin rash.
1: <laughs> and I think my love of travel and tourism and stuff like that—I have a really big, my fifth house, which is the house of joy, right? Mm. Mine is ruled by Sagittarius, Jupiter, and Sagittarius.
0: Oh, okay, cool. So,
1: so pastimes, hobbies, etc. Right, yeah, fall yeah. there. Mm. And it, Sagittarius rules things like travel, tourism. So I definitely love traveling
0: and wandering oh. and being nomadic. Absolutely. You're the wayfaring witch. So obviously. That's right. Right. Okay. Capricorn. Yes. Capricorn. Go.
1: Ruled by Saturn. It is an earth sign. Mm -hmm. So the symbolism and meaning behind the sign of Capricorn would be things like persistence and work ethic, reliability. I (laughs) Uh, That's funny. (laughs) Uh, solitude goals political and managerial attitudes being calculated and cautious but leadership also status and pragmatism
0: okay yeah that makes sense
1: Yeah, you tick all those boxes. I was going to
0: say, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny though, because Sagittarius and Capricorn being both of those things, they kind of conflict in some ways, but. True. (laughs) Okay, Aquarius is next. Mm. Ruled by Saturn. The element is air. We have eccentricity, uniqueness, tolerance, a sense of independence. They can be very calm and also practical but they can also be rebellious and hasty. Mm. There's an element of liberation as well as free spiritedness. I have always freaking loved an Aquarius. I have so many Aquarian friends, always loved them. I don't know. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Aquarius, but I don't know. I've always loved them anyway.
1: (laughs) I have a very, either we're best friends or we ain't getting along.
0: Oh, okay, got you.
1: You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very love hate situation when it comes to me and Aquarius folks.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because
1: like my mother is an
0: Aquarius. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But also my ex husband is an Aquarius. So. Oh, all right. Got you.
0: All right. Moving on. Mm -hmm.
1: Last but not least, we have Pisces, which is my moon sign, ruled by Neptune. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, my God. Your moon sign is Pisces. Got you.
1: Yeah. And it's Pisces is a water sign. So um, the meaning and symbolism behind the sign of Pisces, dedication, friendliness, sentimentality. I don't really have that. Um,
0: whatever. Yes, you do. Shut up.
1: Uh, it, well, I don't have sentimentality when it comes to objects.
0: But that's not it, but that's it. There it goes beyond that.
1: True. Uh, indecisiveness. Yep. I can't even tell you what I want for dinner. Unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, chameleonism. So they can pretty much shift and change into their Mm -hmm. environment. Yeah. Yeah. Very emotive and intuitive. Subconscious conscious. If that makes sense, kind of doesn't, but. Basically bringing subconscious things into the conscious realm, right? The uh-huh. so psychic ability, feelings and intellect combined. So these guys don't make decisions based on one or the other. They mm. combine, the two. which I think is good for me because, you know, with my sun sign being Virgo, I think yeah. I need some of that feeling to balance it out or I just, my brain would explode, I think.
0: It makes sense. And
1: quickly, just very quickly, we're going to go over the Ascendant and the Descendant, the Midheaven, and the coli. So we talked about the Ascendant before. It is always in the first house. Uh, And the Ascendant is how others perceive us. It is the mask that we wear for public viewing. Whether we mean to do it or not, our Ascendant sign often denotes the qualities that others readily associate with us. And the ascendant dictates our visible personality traits to those within our immediate and public environment on a superficial basis. So typically, when you meet somebody, they're more likely to guess your ascendant sign as your sun sign. Mm -hmm. Just based off of first impressions. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yep. Okay. The descendant falls in the seventh house, and the descendant is our shadow side, it is all the things that we deny, repress, push away or refuse to accept about ourselves. This chart point affects us because try as we might, these traits are in us, whether we want to accept it or not. And the goal with the de- descendant is to incorporate and integrate it into our identity. The descendant also shows us who, or the qualities that our ideal partner should have or holds. Mm-hmm. So it's used in synastry astrology in that way. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but is what it is. Okay. Uh, the midheaven, the MC, like I said, in Placidus astrology, it always falls in the 10th house. But if you use other house systems, the midheaven can fall anywhere between the 9th and the 11th house. Um, the midheaven lies typically at the top of the chart and tells us where we will peak in life. Often it heralds what kind of career we may pursue, how we will be perceived in our chosen field of occupation or work. Um, But it's not just about career alone. It's about our entire life path and how we get there. Hmm. I think the midheaven is really amazing too, because like, for instance, if you, if it falls in your ninth house in a whole house system, that means not only is your peak in life going to come earlier uh, than most. But also it's about the journey for you and not the actual destination, right? Mm, Yeah. And then if it falls in the 11th, it's more about the destination than the journey, which is interesting. Mm, Okay. And last but not least, the MM coli, this uh, point, it's known as the IC um, and it falls in the fourth house. Uh, This tells us how we connect to our soul self. It is tells us how we achieve the midheaven. So our roots, our ancestors, our source energy, and our inner private world. And this is probably one of the most personal points on a natal chart because no one else will experience what the MM coli has to offer except you. It's not something anybody can see. Uh, It's not something anybody else can experience.
0: Okay. Wow. I like that. Yeah.
1: Hmm. And I think that has wrapped up our extremely long <laughs> second episode in our astrology series.
0: There were very important points to go over, so it is all good. Do you want me to wrap it up? Okay. Once again, a huge thank you to all our listeners. We appreciate your support and positive witchy vibes. Until next time, remember, whether you're in the land of the Fae or the land of the ancestors, stay otherworldly.